Good morning and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, proudly sponsored by FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals. Today, I'm speaking to Jeff Hampton and Bobby Verdane. These two gentlemen have been creating a storm throughout the fitness business industry 2020 and 2021, and now they come together as Active Entities Consulting. So who is Active Entities? Well, if you pop on over to their website, this is what they have to say. AEC is a full-service fitness and wellness facility consulting firm on their way to becoming a global leader in the industry with locations in the United States, Australia, and Belgium. Drawing upon the skills and expertise of our fitness and business experts, we seek to help our clients grow as both trainers and business owners. Our many years of experience have taught us that fitness facility development is a complex process and we are dedicated to developing the best possible environment to meet our clients' needs rapidly, efficiently and cost-effectively. So let's kick off the podcast this morning. Welcome, Jeff and Bobby. Thank you, Mel. It's great to be with you, Mel. You're very, very welcome. So let's get underway now. You guys have got decades of experience. So, Jeff, I'm going to start with you first. Can you just tell our audience this morning a little bit about Jeff and what have you been up to in the fitness business industry? Well, yeah, I've been in the fitness industry for over 40 years. I was very active with Ursa when they were first starting. I used to go up to Boston and uh, meet with uh, John McCarthy in a little house they had with a staff of five. So I've uh, been around a long time. I spent a lot of time working with a lot of clubs. I've spoken internationally, including uh, Belgium, for what at that time was called the Benelux Association of Quality Clubs, an affiliate of URSA. But uh, over the last uh, 15 years, I've been focused on healthy living, uh, program creation, and event creation, uh, because what I wanted to do is learn more about people who really need to exercise that really are not. We call them the not yet fit and find a way to get them involved. Uh, and uh, a lot of that time I spent also with the Medical Fitness Association. I have a webinar tomorrow with the Medical Fitness Association. I'm speaking at their conference in October. And uh, it's just really an exciting time in the industry coming off the devastating effects of the pandemic. Yeah, I have to agree. It is pretty exciting. And uh, everybody's moving along really quickly. Bobby, what have you been doing in the last few decades? Tell us. Well, now, first, I'm going to say that my partner really under understates himself uh, to be working with Jeff at this point in uh, both our careers is just extraordinary for me. I actually started off, I was a college basketball and tennis coach that um, had a career path to become a professional coach. And then uh, we decided to have a family and I knew I had to get out of what I was doing because I was on the road about 300 days a year. And I was lucky to connect with one of the largest clubs in the Northeast in in, uh, New England called the Weymouth Club with Stephen Sally Goldman. And over the course of seven to eight years, um, I was mentored by one of our other senior partners, Richard Sinnott, and um, and got a real education, a a master's and a doctorate in, in how to do this the right way. I then went on and um, worked with both the nonprofit and the profit side of things, working with uh, the Tennis Center at College Park down in uh, Maryland. It's the premier tennis development center for United States tennis. 
And um, along the way, uh, I've just um, accumulated a lot of different experiences and I'm excited to give it back. I think that's part of our industry. When people are in our industry, it's about giving back. And I'm excited to do that and have been doing it for about 20 years. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, guys, whilst I was listening to both of you, I can see Richard trying to come online there. So I might actually get one of you to add him into the conversation because it would be great to also catch up with him. Now, I have to say, Jeff, when I was reading um, the, like the bio of active entities, I really felt like it was definitely understated with what you guys have been doing because you've been doing some incredible stuff. I mean, every single day you're on LinkedIn, you're trying to help, you know, fitness business owners with, you know, education and help them keep their businesses up and running and, and Bobby's there as a strong supporter. Um, what I want to ask you is, and let's be realistic because you guys are pretty cool at what you do, what makes you better than other consulting firms globally at the moment in the fitness business industry trying to move us forward? Well, my, from my perspective, I think, think that a clear understanding of uh, what everybody has always said but not always done, and that is that what the pandemic showed us was that the people that paid the biggest price were people that were not yet fit. And uh, that's an area of research I've spent many years on uh, with doctors, with PhDs, trying to have an understanding of why they don't join clubs. And uh, one of the alarming things is that in our industry, we have clubs that uh, are promoted that uh, only sell their memberships for $10 a month. And there's no way you can service people who are joining your club for $10 a month. And what that creates is a large number of inactive people who were, were supposed to trying to become active. And so we're trying to educate, motivate, and lead clubs to the truth of our industry's dilemma. And that is that the people that really need the help the most really are not getting it. So we have a plan, we have a program, we have several programs actually, which uh, help clubs uh, reach out to that kind of person in addition to the fitness people. Obviously, um, active people have been what's driven our industry this entire time. But we've said the whole time that we're trying to help people who are not yet fit get fit. Well, we've got the, we've got the, the way to do that. And I think that that is the key differentiator from us and all the other people that are out there. Nothing against them because there's some really strong people out there. But we are different and we will make a difference globally. So, Jeff, give me an example. What are you doing that others aren't doing? Well, for example, uh, in the industry, we have a thing uh, where they introduce new members who have never exercised before to a, se a free session with a personal trainer, right? Yeah. Okay, so, hey, Mel, welcome to the club. You know, we're going to set you up for a session with a, with a personal trainer. They're going to assess your needs. They're going to, you know, help create a program for you designed just for you. And that's a recipe for disaster. Number one, the personal trainer is not educated yet in the way they should be, which we teach clubs how to do this. Uh, create that person as a long-term member, not someone who just came in and becomes just a member or doesn't get active. Because personal training, as you know, Mel, is a continuum. It's not three sessions. It's not five sessions. It's not ten sessions. How many pro athletes that have personal trainers only do a three-pack, a five-pack, a ten-pack. It's a continuum. And so that's one of the key things that we try to teach clubs. If you really want to be successful, we don't focus just on new membership sales. 
We focus on what's called net membership growth, which that means you add retention into that in a really big way. So in my opinion, I think that's one of the key differentiators. Uh, Bobby, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think needs to be done across the industry that people aren't doing at the moment? Now, Jeff is talking about you know, getting um, people who aren't active, active and teaching club owners to put in a system to do that. But what else are we not doing as an industry? I mean, we've just come out of COVID. I feel like everybody's just gone back into doing the normal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I think one of the major things that happened through COVID was people were able to see as an industry what efficiencies were. I mean, in America, we were grouped with casino while all of our leadership were thinking we're going to be automatically grouped with the medical industry. That didn't happen. Why didn't that happen? I think that's a major question that needs to be asked. And I think examples like, like Jeff just gave about how to see the forest through the trees, how to really be a continuum of care for people has been lost. Um, the second thing about our industry, I think, right now that needs to happen is it's fragmented. You have CrossFit in one corner. You've got nonprofits in another corner, boutiques over here, multipurpose clubs over here, tennis over there. They're all in their separate silos. There's not, nothing that's really connecting this industry right now. And I think, you know, part of our philosophy and I think what makes Active Entities really unique is the team effort. You know, you, we have experts in a lot of different um, types of, of situations. You know, Rich has his, he's, he's great with numbers. Jeff has, you know, an inordinate amount of, he's forgotten more than I'll ever learn. Um, you know, and, and we've got people like you. We've got Stephanie Salinas, who's just a, a spark plug. Our team concept and approach to helping people, I think, really differentiates us. And I think the industry needs to take that same approach. So let me ask you, let me ask both of you then, and either of you can answer this, why isn't the industry working collaboratively at the moment? Because we're not. Nope. No, and, and I, I think it starts with leadership. You know, I mean, our leadership has to reach out and extend the invitation to all these silos to say, look, we need to get together and present a united front here to now join in with the medical industries and the and the rehab industries. But right now, it's it's almost it feels like it's everybody for themselves. And um, you know, I think it's I think it's a disservice to the industry, and it's a disservice to new people coming into the industry. I think it's also a disservice to the consumer who really needs us at the moment, the person that needs to get into the clubs and needs to get their health back to where it was, you know, pre-COVID. I think when we're not working together collaboratively, we're actually damaging the consumer who actually comes into the club and pays our bills. I mean, that's the reality of it. And whilst they're not coming into the club, clubs do suffer and it would be great to see everybody come together and unite as one because we all got into the industry with the same agenda. Jeff, what are your thoughts on that? Well, <clears throat> I think that, uh, you know, one of the key things is 
to realize that that already fit people, they're the ones that are the most at risk for, uh, you know, becoming home exercisers with all the, just a deluge of information of programs and things that they could do at home. And uh, so if the industry is going to lose anybody, those are probably some of the people. But yet at the same time, a lot of those are coming back. Uh, the real focus for this industry going forward, and it takes a change in the dynamics, an actual shift in the global dynamics of how clubs approach, uh, you know, their target markets, which should include, obviously, not yet fit people. But uh, one of the things we also do that's different than anybody else is we have a very strong team building concept. You know, you can go into a club and say, hey, They'll say, they'll say, hey, let me show you what our team is all about. They get everybody together. They go, who are you with me? Everybody's like, yeah, me, me, me. Okay, then as soon as that meeting's over, they go back into their own separate little entities. And there's really no shared vision of the success that, this, that the club claims that they're trying to attain. And so as this, uh, this the debacle has unfolded with this pandemic, we've lost thousands of clubs. They say over a million employees were lost during that pandemic. And then with the proliferation of, you know, $10 a month clubs, independent clubs who are our focus and medical fitness centers are paying a price. And so we're teaching them how to create a business model that is much stronger than anything the industry has had before. Not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. Because the industry has always talked the talk. We're here for the people that don't know how to exercise and we're going to teach them how to do it. And it really has never been that way, ever up to the extent that it has needed to be. And that's why it's been dominated by uh, regular exercisers. So um, if that answers your question, that's kind of how I feel about it. All right, so let me put this to, and either of you can answer the question. Do you think at the moment, most or the majority of club owners, all they're trying to do is survive and they feel that the only way that they're going to survive is by looking after the people that already exercise and already come into their clubs because they're deriving an income from them? Do you think that though they want to get the non-exerciser into the club, that they just don't want to put the time and effort into that because it takes it away from looking after those that already they're already deriving an income from? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll start off quickly because I'm sure Jeff has a lot to say on this, but we have to remember now that health is important to people. Health clubs are not important to people. And I think along the way here, you know, if we're just going to focus on, on the easy, you know, quick buck, we're, we're again doing a disservice. And I think what the smart owners are doing here is they're saying we need to extend the welcome carpet, not pull it in, not shut the doors. But it actually, the tentacles need to be extended because those are the people, especially, I mean, what unfortunately killed a lot of people during COVID was people who were deconditioned. That's, those are the people that were most vulnerable and continue to be most vulnerable. And yet, if, if that's the attitude and philosophy of our current ownerships right now, we're, we're not following through with what, why we all got into the industry to begin with. Yeah. Jeff? Well, what I'd like to just add on to that is I'm sure, I mean, you have to be living under a rock to not have seen that the industry is trying to go, uh, you know, political and present ourselves as an essential business. And uh, so far, so bad. And guess what? How do you go before any political body and tell them we want to be recognized as an essential business, but we only serve regular exercisers? 
But it's essential that they exercise. But we're really not doing anything for the people that need to exercise. So it's kind of like talking out both sides of your mouth. Okay, if we want to be an essential business going forward, we have to show how we as an industry can help the people that need to be helped. It has to change. The dynamic has to change from not doing away with regular exercisers, still focusing on them, but opening up doors and opening up the thought process and learning new ways to get the people in there that we say we're trying to serve. Because it's really, it's an illusion. It's a delusion. We're an essential business but we don't really help the people that we say we're trying to help. Okay, for example, and I, can't, I have to keep going back to this because it's like a giant ton, one-ton stone that the industry is dragging behind them. When you've got a business that sells memberships at $10 a month, here's the two key things that happen. One, they suck members out of good clubs because they go for $10 and get something as good or better than where they were before. Number two, they take people out of the marketplace that need to exercise that now think clubs are only $10 a month and they'll never use them. I have a graphic I'm happy to show, share with anybody that uh, one of those uh, types of clubs shared uh, you know, globally and bragged about how strong they were in terms of membership numbers. Okay, well, only 10% of their members are active. That means 90% are inactive. And guess who's inactive? It's not the regular exercisers. So we're taking in all those people, telling them it's only $10 a month, assuring that they'll stay there because it's such a low price barrier, and not ever get them to the clubs that really can help them. I mean, to me, it's almost criminal. All right, Jeff, so how do we educate the consumer then? I'm a club owner. I want to go out into my community, and I want to educate those people who aren't exercising that they need to exercise and that I can help them. Obviously, you know, clubs need to have systems in place behind the desk. That's what we do here in Australia. But how do we get the non-exerciser into our club? Well, one of the things you may have seen that we just had a Dr. Michael Mantel to our uh, International, Advi International Advisory Board, and I've personally worked with Dr. Mantel on healthy living events and programs. And, uh, you know, he and I have uh, worked on this for years. But uh, one of the things that we'll be introducing to clubs is healthy living events at their club. Because a healthy living event begins to draw people in that would not necessarily come into a club. Those people who need to exercise will never respond to traditional, uh, you know, health club advertising. It has to be a more of a unique approach, and then it has to go through referrals. Referrals is going to be the key thing. It should have always been driving this industry for a lot of clubs it was. But when you're trying to tap into new markets, referrals become essential. And referrals uh, happen at the point of sale. They also happen during personal training sessions. There's a lot of ways to do that. But our system is very strong, very strong. And it will help clubs see how to do things differently without spending a lot of money, uh, you know, without doing a lot of things differently, but just understanding there's a different way. There's a more productive way and that, that will add longevity to your business. And what are your thoughts on this, Bobby? Um, what are your thoughts on referrals at the front desk? Because... Um, I know that that's a small component, Jeff, of getting you know more people who aren't active into clubs. But the other issue is it's really hard sometimes to get your frontline staff to ask for referrals. So, Bobby, what do you think about it? Well, I think everybody in the club should be buy, buying into the fact that we're a healthy resource for everybody and that the, the continuum of care needs to be consistent. If you walk into a group exercise class, there should be reminders there to say, hey, bring a friend to class. If you're 
going to a, a group training class. Hey, Saturday, everybody bring somebody new in here. Not so much to sell the club, but to grow the idea that, and, and I think to be honest with you, I think CrossFit did a great job at this at one point. It's, you know, let's get people buying into active living in one way or another, in one form or another. And, and I just don't think right now we're doing a great job of that. Um, and I'll say it again, I think the way that this begins, the way we get into the people that are deconditioned is to get into a partnership with the medical people so we can just be a very seamless continuum of care for those people. They go in either before surgery or after surgery, we're looked upon as a resource, and then they continue with us, and that's the way it's going to happen in my opinion. Yeah, I think another... Um, you know, another thought that club owners need to think about is this, that when they're paying their group fitness instructors, they're getting, well, they do here in Australia, they get paid the same amount regardless of whether there's 10 people or there's 35 people in the class. So it really doesn't cost anything to bring a friend along free to a group fitness class. Talking about, you know, medical fitness, that's something that I don't see a lot happening here in Australia. So... How can I, as a club owner, get involved in getting, you know, my EPs, my physios and, um, you know, the doctors, etc., involved in my club? Because that does not happen much here unless your club is set up to be a medical fitness clinic. Well, truth is that it, it's not one step. It's not take this skill and you're a medical fitness center. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the platforms that we use is uh, medical fitness, and we intend to take it international because right now the, the medical fitness market internationally is kind of like the fitness business was back in the 80s when Ursa was just first starting out. There was very little fitness business, uh, you know, international. But look now, I mean, the international fitness market is stronger than the U.S. market is. So we hope to be uh, one of the groups that really introduces strong medical fitness step by step, okay? So it's not, you know, you just hire us and we turn you into a medical fitness center. We'll teach you how to do that. But, uh, you know, one of the things I wanna, wanna touch on real quickly is uh, group exercise. Group exercise is the best place for a not yet fit person to start. You know, not in a, not in a uh, really advanced class, but in group fitness. Why is that? Because for a not yet per fit person to really have a chance at success, three things or four things have to happen. One is it has to be at a specific time. Group exercise is at a specific time. Number two, it has to be something that's instructor-led. That's personal training and that's group exercise. Number three is it has to be fun. Personal training is not always fun, but group exercise is. And that positive, upbeat music, it, it lifts up anybody's spirits. I mean, you know, even if you do a tour, when you go in the group X room with somebody who's not yet fit, if there's group X music blasting, you can see their heads start bopping up and down, their foot starts tapping, and the music, it, it awakens them. So group exercise is also a big part of, uh, you know, what we do in, in trying to attract not yet fit people. Yeah, I'm a bit of a group yeah. fitness fan, I, so I, I totally agree with that. Mel, if I could just add to that real yeah. quick. You know, I think I think we've spoken. My mother was a uh, an Australian. She lived in Sydney for thirty years before she passed away last year. Uh, my mother battled breast cancer and two heart operations. 
And she, if she was sitting here today, the person who kept her alive for an extra 10 years wasn't the doctor. It was her trainer. And this trainer was somebody my mother just absolutely trusted when she came out of her first surgery. The, they wanted her to go to physio. And, and a lot of the differences, too, are your insurance. Your insurance is phenomenal over there. My mother insisted that this woman sits by her side and brings her back. And it was that level of care, that trust, and exactly what Jeff was talking about. Got my mother moving, got her into a, a low-impact group exercise class. And, and that woman really did so much with my mother. So I think there's a way to do it over there for sure. I saw it firsthand. Yeah, as I said, that I don't see many clubs here doing it right now. They all understand the importance of having the medical fitness side in their in their venues, but I think it also comes back to what I said earlier on. You know, the doors are open, you know, like in Victoria here in Australia, you know, gyms were closed for nine and a half months. That's a long time. I know that you guys over there have had similar problems. So I think club owners are opening up their doors and just don't want to go down a new path to generate income. They just want to get their, their members that were there pre-COVID back in the club and working out and building their businesses back up. I think what we need to do is to introduce them to what medical fitness is and how their clubs can excel just by getting involved a little bit with their local communities and those that are in the medical field. Now, Jeff, tomorrow you're talking at um, the Medical Fitness Association. First of all, what is and who is the Medical Fitness Association? Well, the Medical Fitness Association is based in Pinehurst, North Carolina, and uh, it had, you know, it's a strong organization. Uh, just go to their website anytime, medicalfitness.org, and uh, you can do some research about them. But uh, just to clarify, this medical fitness is not the only thing we're going to be doing, especially internationally. It's just a, it's just a part of the package that we're bringing with us for clubs that are ready or clubs that want to look at it or clubs that may want to do it in the future. Our initial push is not medical fitness. Our initial push is building a strong uh, business plan for these clubs that helps them overcome the obstacles they just lived through and that they now face now that the, the marketplace is wide open again. But uh, medical fitness is well worth checking out just so people preliminarily start to get an understanding of it. And uh, I'm speaking at their conference again in October, and that's in San Antonio, Texas. And so, Jeff, anybody can jump onto the MFA website and they can register for these events? Absolutely. Sounds great. All right, let me just ask you, you know, why did you decide to go global and not just choose to stay in the USA? Well, I think that the, I don't mean to jump over Bobby. Sorry, Bobby, if I talk too much, you know. Absolutely. Kind of, yeah, you're fine. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, the problem is global. It's not just the United States. Um, the problem is international, and uh, what we're bringing to United States clubs, which we're working with also, we just have a huge event next week at uh, one of the most famous clubs in the world called the Newtown Athletic Club. Uh, we look at it as, you know, clubs are selling recovery to their members, and they're like, I don't understand why they don't pay for it. I know it, you know, it might be extra, but it's worth it. Well, we're offering recovery to the industry. We're giving them a fun, dynamic event, you know, and so uh, we're offering something that's different than anybody else is right now, live events in addition to all the other things that we do, starting in America, uh, and two more this year in America. Next year, we'll continue in America, but take these exciting programs international 
And uh, I guarantee you, if somebody goes to our event, they're going to remember it and they're going to love it and they're going to want to do it again. So let's talk about, Bobby, can you please tell me who are some of the people that are involved with active entities? Who are some of the great leaders that you have? Well, we've got a phenomenal staff. Uh, Rich Sinnott is another one of our top-level people. He, he, unfortunately, couldn't make it on here tonight. Stephanie, Stephanie Salinas is a dynamic up-and-comer. Well, she's been in the industry for quite a while, but her energy is just infectious. Um, we've got Pam Weatherby, who focuses on colleges and university fitness, as well as uh, facilities. Um, we've got uh, a bunch of younger, um, people coming up that we're training to get out into the field, but those are our, our main people. Of course, the, I call Jeff the mustache of knowledge. He's with us, uh, and leading the way with us. So, you know, and on top of that, we've got some great partners now and, and, and also you, we're excited to work with you. We talked about doing a program specifically for women. Which, you know, I've been lucky. I've, I've traveled a lot. I've been all over the world. I've been in a lot of clubs and a lot of situations. And I think something like that led by you, we're excited to be a part of. We also have a lot of partners. You know, we've partnered with people outside our, um, you know, the realm of fitness. We've got someone uh, who's involved with clean air solutions, surgically clean air solutions. Safety net access. They could go into any facility, and within an hour, I've, I've had them in several already. They go in and they save clubs money on their internet, on their cable, on their uh, wireless, everything. They, they, these are people that have never been in the industry before, but we're bringing them in with us now. And I think that's a real key. The more partners we have outside our industry, the better our industry com becomes, and we also expose what we're about to them. And, and you can include my zone in that too. Yeah. <clears throat> and my you've also got Vertimax also. So let's talk about, actually, let's just quickly talk about the sponsors for your upcoming event. There's my zone, there's Vertimax. Who else have we got on board? Well, we've got some of the, uh, the, the main sponsor, of course, is um, we've got a, a couple of, Equipment vendors, Precore is on board with us, Matrix is on board with us. Um, we've got a title sponsor who came on board with us from England. Um, Jeff, my mind's blanking right now. Who's our title sponsor? I'm sorry. You got Twin Oaks. Yep. You got uh, the college tuition group, which yeah. is going for the lunch. So at our events, the lunches are included. They get an event T-shirt. I mean, it's a it's a really fun thing with a strong learning component and strong networking. So these uh, these strategic sponsors, these strategic partners, they're a huge help for us. But at the end of the day, it's about serving the club industry, helping them refresh, helping them regroup, helping them recharge, and 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 learn a new way uh, to build the success that they've always sought. Yeah, Pulse is the main sponsor, Mel, and then we also have Microfit that's joining us as well. Um, yep. it's, a, it's just a solid group of people that are excited to finally get in front of people again. You know, one of the things we're most proud of during the pandemic is we've worked with over 100 clubs. We worked with 111 clubs during the pandemic. All of them are still in business. And, and to me, that's the most important thing that we've done, I think, in the history of our company. 
So our objective, guys, um, is to get as many club owners as we can along to your upcoming events. Now, tell us a little bit about the next event that's happening and just who are some of the speakers and what will club owners walk away with? Go ahead, Jeff. Okay, well, Herbie Lavoie is one of the presenters. He's a, uh, an internationally acclaimed architect. He worked with the club that we're hosting this event at, Jim Worthington's Newtown Athletic Club, one of the top clubs in the world. I, I met Jim first when uh, he was just starting out, you know, basically back, back in the 80s, and we've been friends. And he converted that from, a, I think it was a 12-court racquetball club to now it's two, like 250,000 square feet. Um, originally, it was a couple of acres. Now it's unbelievable acreage, uh, a small staff, and now a gigantic staff. I mean, Hurry Lavoie is has always been an industry leader. He's also on the on the board of directors for the Medical Fitness Association, so I like that part of him as well. Uh, we've got uh, you know Matthew Wright, who uh, he is a very prolific speaker. He's spoken all over the world. You know, one of his primary uh, areas of focus is uh, personal training and club development. Uh, within all the things that he's done, he is also now a partner in a new club up in New Jersey. Uh, it's going to be a really, really cool club. So, I mean, we've got, I mean, the, all they have to do is go to the Eventbrite registration page. They'll see all the speakers. They'll see all the presentations. We have one of the staff from the, the club there uh, who's going to present. She, she's presenting on programming. Every presentation at this event is designed to help club owners go back to their club, implement things immediately. It's not like, you know, come up with a bunch of ideas and maybe this will work or maybe that'll work. We're giving them specifics. We have great speakers that are going to tell them, you know, how to go back and, uh, you know, create the, the dynamic that they need to start generating revenue. So um, I, I'm very excited about it. And uh, I know Bobby is too. But uh, it's just going to be an awesome event. It sounds like a fantastic event. And um, you're absolutely right. I, I love Matthew, right? Both him and I won uh, a scholarship together back in 2018, I think it was, 2017, 2018, an URSA scholarship. So I love Matthew's work and I'm very proud of the fact that he's now involved in his own business. So I'm excited to be watching Matthew in action. Before we head off, guys, Bobby, is there anything that you wanted to add to the podcast today? Yeah, I think that right now, the next 18 months are the most crucial Time is the most crucial time the industry has ever seen. And I think collectively, we've got to make some changes. Otherwise, it's not going to get better. And as we all know, you either get better or worse every day. We've gotten a lot worse over the last several years. And the leadership of this industry needs to pull together and create some consistent pathways not just for chains, but for individual clubs, individually owned clubs and entities so we can service more people. So if this happens again, we'll be in a much better position to help people because we certainly weren't this time. Great words, Bobby. So today I've spoken to Jeff Hampton and Bobby Badun from Active Entities Consulting. They are working, working globally globally to create an impact through the fitness business industry with consultancy work 
event works and all are invited to the upcoming events they've got some fantastic suppliers some big brands that are now on board with active who again want to move the fitness business industry forward as you heard jeff and bobby say we are looking at starting a women's leadership event and program where all women through the fitness business industry and other industries are welcome to jump on board and we'll be launching some more news on that program shortly but right now i'm just going to ask jeff and bobby to give you their details if you'd like to get in touch with them i'll be catching up with them at the next event and i'm really looking forward to hopefully jumping on a plane in 2022 and getting across to the USA and being at one of the Active Entity events live. Jeff, where is the best place for our audience to get in touch with you? Okay, the website is, well, it's uh, two words combined, activeentitiesthen.com. They go there and voila. Voila. There's a <laughs> Sam practice because we're going international. So, Bobby. <laughs> I like it. Bobby, uh, where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, www.activeentities.com. Uh, our phone number's on there. You can email me, Bobby at activeentities.com or Jeff at activeentities.com. Um, we welcome the opportunity to talk to as many people as possible. Uh, just just spend 10 minutes with a mustache of knowledge and you'll never be the same. I mean that. Uh, I I'm love not talking about me, Mel. I don't have a mustache. <laughs> That's okay. Um, guys, as you've heard, we've just chatted for around about 35 minutes on Active Entities, who they are, their events, the suppliers that are involved in their events, and you've heard that there's some really big brand names there so they are obviously you know jumping on board because they believe in active entities and these guys really want to work collaboratively in the industry and really pull us all together so that 2022 can be the biggest and most profitable year for the majority of health clubs globally but also at the same time let's get people off the couch and back into our clubs being active so that we so that we can drop this big strain that is on our healthcare system at the moment globally. And by doing, getting people into the clubs, getting them active, that is definitely going to help our medical healthcare system at the moment and get rid of that strain because I know a lot of medical fitness professionals at the moment who are working 18, 20 hours a day because they're just under the pump. It's just incredible. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast today. As I said, I look forward to catching up with you guys next week. I will drop Jeff and Bobby's details in the bottom of our podcast and hopefully we will get Richard online in the next couple of weeks and we'll get Michael Mantel as well online and we'll create the panel of the four of you and we'll talk about the event, what happened at the event and what's coming up again in 2021 for Active Entities. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thank, Thank you so much.